Hello, Immutables. It's uh, Rubik here um, for episode 17 of Gamers Galaxy and with my boy WT. How are you, mate? Good. How you doing? A big, big week <laughs> for the Immutable X ecosystem. Yeah, soon to be Immutable ZKVM ecosystem. I wonder what they're going to call it then. They're going to get a new name to... Because Immutable X is just the X blockchain, not ZKVM. So... Uh, yeah, wonder what they're going to call it, how they're going to encompass both in a name. But yeah, immutable ecosystem soon. <laughs> I hope they don't change it too drastically. I kind of like just IMX. I've been, uh, my buddy Solomon Swear came up with this tag a long time ago and he, he put IMX just like it would be and then he put cited. So I am excited. And yeah, I, I, I hope they don't change it much because I like using that hashtag. I hope they get the cool <laughs> little uh, symbol behind it too. Maybe I have to uh, keep poking them to do it. Yeah, well, Immutables had some big, big weeks, a couple of weeks ago, nearly a month ago, and it has been a bit quiet about games, but uh, you see that Robbie and Sorrow both announced that they signed nine games in one day. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty big, so we're hopefully seeing a lot of more, that should mean the games are going up and up and up, um, and seeing lots more getting announced soon. Um, but That's the like ones we did find out, sorry? That's like yep. ha almost half of what Ronan has total, but in one day. <laughs> oh, did I just take a shot at Ronan? Whoops! It's got a, it's a daily it's a, it's, a, it's a week it's, it's an episode of Karen. So we're gonna have a dig at the king of gaming <laughs> <laughs> and all their all their Web three you know minions. They've got a lot of Web three minions. Got to admit that, but they've just got no games. <laughs> so right, exactly. No good ones anyway. But anyway. Um, We'll see. That could change, you know. Um, and I'm not. I'm rooting for them to absolutely not to to you know to do well. And um, we always it's just joking, isn't it, mate? So yeah. But I went for all the Web three uh, platforms out there. But if they're going to take shots at, uh, or or if they're going to exclude IMX from the conversation, I'm going to get a little cheeky, as you would say. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like they're like we're the greatest in the world. Um, you know, out of this chain and this chain and this chain, we are number one. You know, like. But what about the one that is leading? Right. <laughs> you know, conveniently leave that out of your lists. <laughs> anyway, um, there's been it's a bit of a weird one around partnerships this week. They um, they have announced Gento Kishi, which is uh, um, do you know Gento Kishi Online? Have you heard of it? I have never cool. heard of it until this week. Uh, it looks like it's big out of Japan. Yeah, it it looks like it was called uh, something night in the past. Let I want to find it. Say it was going for like fifteen years, and it got like a, an award from the government in Japan. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was called something night, um, and 
that what, what it is ultimately is it's, it looks like it's a rebrand um, and using the same game and just importing and putting an economy, a real world economy in there with, um, you know, with, um, they're going to have land, um, UGC, which is, I, just, I had to re work out what that UGC meant, but user generated content. Mm -hmm. um, it's mobile based. It's an MMO, uh, MMO RPG. So you can create like, you know, skins and things like that and things on your land and create content just like the sandbox. So they're going for big. They're not going for small. Um, and, you know, they've got the history kind of like a Ragnarok or what's the other one? RuneScape that people, you know, go on about all the time. Like right. kind of ain't old school stuff. Mm -hmm. What did you find out about it? Uh, I see it's on that. I don't know if it's the older game, but they were on Google Play and Apple App Store. Uh, I seen the thing about they got some like fancy award from the government, which I just that one just baffled me. And then it's been around for a while; it's very popular in Japan. And yeah, it looks mm. like they are coming into Web three, which seems to be the current theme lately for uh, where this industry is shifting. Obviously, it's not full bore yet, but you can see some of the early stages of companies looking at and starting to get into this which is what robbie said recently on the between two layers about all these uh half of the major uh, game ceos out there at least looking at if not starting to st put their toe into the waters of web3 yeah it's um yeah, it's a, and in the Asian market again, like where these Asian studios are really embracing Web three, and they're in the and the the users, the gamers uh, are more embracing it. Of their, I saw something like uh, a game called Mir Four. I think it's Korean or Korean or Japanese. It's on the it's on the WeMix blockchain, and it's got like six hundred thousand uh, monthly active users, or daily active users. Sorry, something like that, something huge, and millions of different players. So it's starting to crack it over there. Um, you know, and that's this kind of game is, you know, that roaming around the, the world in a, in a communicative multiplayer game is what the, you know, the Asian community really like and seem to embrace like the Genso, uh, you know, the, and they like that name Genso. It was called Elemental Knights. That's what it is. You can, I think you can play it now, download it on App Store and on iOS. Hmm. I may have to yep. go check that oh. out. It does sound familiar. That, that tag that, that that game title man it do, it does sound familiar like i've seen it before yeah anyway uh it looks like it's a big win for immutable um you know saw some of the uh the people that normally stay quiet about immutable we know they're on twitter and they say make those claims that avax is the future of gaming or ronin is the future of gaming and then you know, they do their news articles and they've got 25 pieces of news and not one thing about Immutable in it, even though they've won 10 games and things mm -hmm. like that. You know, like that no mention of AWS. So I saw two of them that never really say anything about Immutable mention this is mention this game. I was like, oh, okay, this might be a bigger game than what I thought. So, um, yeah, it's definitely um, something one to keep an eye on. Yeah, our buddy, uh, he took a, he mentioned Immutable. He took another shot at him as usual. I don't know if you caught him this week. Who? who paul, oh, baron. paul baron yeah man I, I, I don't listen to that turkey mate seriously he took a shot this week man i was just like what is with this guy dissing imx all the time i just don't get it like i listen to this stuff and i i'm all cool about his constant shilling at avalanche and solana and i like those projects I, i'm rooting for them as well but like he's just he can't resist taking a shot at imx 
<laughs> well, I hope he hasn't got a short out against them because they went up fifty percent and just at I see couple that. Of hours, yeah, they went up thirty went up thirty five percent just fifteen you know, in one in one second like boom up from fifty to sixty to seventy five cents. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, keep going yeah. still before I get back in front. <laughs> I got my bag. <laughs> yeah, not a little one, not not too big. If mm-hmm. I was going, if I was a shiller, if I was a shiller, I'd be going for gala. I've got stupid amounts of uh, gala tokens from I bought a node, um, and now that they're they're in in that law case, mm-hmm. um, I used to get three hundred or two hundred and fifty tokens a day from the from the from the node, mm-hmm. and and now something happened that they had to turn their own uh, nodes off. And all of a sudden, I'm get because of that there's more share to go around for everyone else, and I'm getting 700 now a oh, day. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, good for so you. So I've got, yeah. So I'm going. Go I'm going to join the team, classy mate. Let's go. <laughs> I've been hearing. I've been. I, I. I don't have time to keep up with everything, but like, I've been hearing some big influencers uh, thinking that Gale is going to come out of this, and they're going to come out of this stronger. I don't know if it's true. I don't know much about it, but I've been hearing some positive things about it so uh, i'll keep rooting uh, for that for you just for the uh the tokens that you're getting each day because i want you to succeed as well mate their games suck though i know like, <laughs> they, just, so i just did a bit of research i bought a legacy um the new game that just came out from them mm-hmm. called legacy and it's just like this business sim game and it's just so boring. And I just worked out at the time I bought it, I bought it with my Gala tokens that I was making from nodes mm-hmm. um, instead of just keeping those tokens. But then again, I guess they're worth nothing now. But at the time, they were worth 40 cents and I spent 4,000, 8,000 uh, uh, tokens to buy a, a legacy node, a legacy deed, just a common. So it's like four grand for the lowest level deed to play that game. I played it for yeah. about six hours, six hours and like, what the hell? There's a lot of those what stories out there. I feel free, man. I've I've got mine. I've got my uh, my uh, oofs, as they call it, out there as well. So looking at you, VXS, uh, Wonder Wonder Quest, and a few others out there. But anyway, uh, are we cool. are we Moving mentioning on. Unio verse? Yeah. I, yeah. Right so... away. Right away. As soon as I seen that title, I thought of you because they have the word verse in it, and I was like, I bet. I bet Rubik just his eyes went fire when he seen that. Well, Gen Genso Kishi, I was being a bit cheeky. Their Twitter handles Gensho Genso Meta. Yes, I see um, that too. And, got, and I was just I was just trying to avoid that word verse and meta. <laughs> like, how many games can have the word verse and meta in it without for for the creators realize they're just just not creative at all? Like, you know what I mean? I hope nobody anyway, ever makes that uh, like a shot game because we'd be all drunk as heck. Anyway, Unio first. It was what we could do. Um, you could you could come up with like sit around get a Web three game, sit around a circle and come up with a game title with the word meta reverse in it, a real one that exists. And if you yep. can't come up with one, you have to shot. Yep. There's like three. There's like three four hundred. Yep. So you could be you could you know someone could as long as someone gets gets a, a, a name. Everyone else in the circle, if they can't come up with, has to have to slug, and they could get <laughs> drink three hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, I know where you're going with this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, they got forty six thousand followers, so there's definitely some eyes on them, which is good to see. And mm-hmm. is is this the one that is this the one that they have a comic based off it or something? 
Yeah, like an IP where they're building um, the, uh, you know, like different transmedia kind of, it's kind of like their space nation thing. Um, right. And, and a lot of games are doing it because that's what makes sense with, for ownership in gaming. If you, you know, so, um, but they haven't been announced by Immutable or by them that I've seen. I did a bit of research. I got this news from Yoda Labs, who I sometimes do do spaces. Shout out to Yoda for, uh, you know, I know he listens sometimes. But um, he, this was on his article and he linked to a news article that mentioned this partnership. And it probably is true because they're on Polygon. So, you know, they could have made the decision to come over to Mutable when, instead of staying on Polygon ZKEVM so on their own, on their own little island. So, oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. Very um, cool. It's like a shooter, I think a third-person shooter, like, you know, like Unreal 5 engine, random games apparently is a pretty good in, pretty good uh, dev company so with lots of experience. I looked That's at what some Immutable got. I looked at some of the gameplay. It reminded me a touch, not completely, but a touch of a new Ganymede kind of look to it. Yeah. I think I uh, like New Genemies. Uh, that's what's happening with Unreal Engine Five, isn't it? That's um, you know, they look a lot of the, look pretty similar because they use the yep. engine, don't they? Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Curse Stone was announced by Game Three GG, the the guys that were hosting those awards. Soon, um, Eliza, who's one of their representatives, story writers, you know, employees wrote a piece about three games building on Immutable and mentioned this Cursed Stone game. And Sorrow responded to her, but without without saying... That this, this doesn't mean that he's saying that this definitely is a game, but he didn't correct them. So maybe it's true. And they normally get good information. They've got inside information. They had a quote from Sorrow as well that was like very their interview style. So I should, I, you can... The thing is, Immutable in the game hasn't mentioned the announcement that they've that they're joining forces just this that's the only place i've got the, the information from and the good news is that have you seen the graphics on it no i i had a hard time finding anything on this one besides that they were at a conference it looks like they have some uh uh i don't know if you want to call them toys or action figures or what made about cursed stone looks like they have some cards like physical cards mm. that you can play with so uh yeah I, they need to figure out something i don't know if they need to hook up with aws or what but i can't get to their website they got 3300 people following them so somebody's looking at them you know but i did not get a chance yeah. to see the games gameplay what did you see any or can you tell fill me in on it yeah it it's a i think it's done by unreal engine 5 it might be unity but it, it looks like it's unreal engine 5 it's a mobile mmo game similar to games though mm-hmm. um but the graphics are like more like like you know that cartoon uh with the i don't know like with the puppets that are that they're in a rocket like many very old like cartoon not a cartoon like a it's like a it's a tv show yep like with, with, with the, they look like puppets like old puppets you know but without being puppets you know what i mean that's the graphic style so um i don't know how to explain that actually so i just it's, I just found I, I I didn't scroll down far enough on their Twitter and I just I'm looking at it right now and now I can see it and yeah I, I get the 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 description you're given so um, yeah I was kind of look at bummed out when I couldn't get to their website and I should have just went back to Twitter and scroll down but now I see it yeah so the Brazilian developers they're um, 
They are looks like mobile based as well, potentially. Um, and they actually gonna have AR in their game as well. On a yeah, potentially AR as well as part oh, wow. of it. So um, or that might be Genso. Actually, Genso is going to be AR. God, I'm getting confused here because all these games are the same. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to shut up and we're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I, 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 I am. I am wondering if this is the right game. She tagged the right game um, because you know they. She mentioned Asian games. The three games she mentioned were Asian-based games. Okay. And this one's Brazilian. This one's Brazilian. Yep. And the other two were Asian. So maybe this is a false alarm. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, we'll have to watch this one. If we're giving you uh, free advertising, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, well, the honest with you, everyone we talk about is free advertising. So. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and moving on from the partnerships this week, um, just Alluvium. Um, the poster child of uh, immutable you know it, it is fast forwarding towards pvp i've seen lots of things in twitter and in their discord and comments and you know they just released that alluvium i don't know if you know the, the alluvium beyond the collector game you know that game like the like their nfts just their pfp collections i've heard about it um i keep my eye on alluvium is this is tough for yeah. me because this is the game that got away. I was literally in their Discord in February of 2021 when they were at the ground. Yeah. And uh, the video that they released back then, it really turned me off. I was like, I, I was being a fool, but I was like, no, if this is the, the content they're putting out. I was like, this, this project's not going to make it. And I literally left and never looked back. And then, you know, six months later they're releasing stuff that is just amazing. And I was like, I missed the boat and uh, yeah, I keep yeah. my eye on it, but man, this one stings every time I remember that I was there at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so they've released something in partnership with Ethel lizards. That is where you battle against other people to open discs or their packs or their boosters or their right. loot boxes. They call them discs mm -hmm. and you open them and whoever's got the highest stat thing, you know, wins, wins the, um, uh, you know, the pro gets uh, gets points for the leaderboard. You know, and you're competing with people to, for opening discs on this really cool little gamified opening. Right. So they're they're in this encouraging more sales. Heaps of people are doing it. They've got people that never even really played the game buying all these discs to go and you know to 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 go and experience this gamification. Kind of clever guys. But this is in preparation for PvP. It's coming very soon. They're playing it right now in the office in in a very small amount of people and i saw a tweet today about an influencer that's organizing these six or seven people to be on a show and on this kind of new media thing about alluvium and they like each day they're announcing someone that's going to be on this show and i'm pretty certain that's going to be about pvp versing each other in in alluvium so we might be finally starting to see you know um some actual this the actual fun part of Alluvium. The, the even the auto battles are boring to me, but if you're playing against someone rather than the computer, that would be a little bit more interesting to me. Yeah, I'm gonna have about to you? force myself. I have yet to play it yet, and I I could have got a key a couple times to go and play it, and it just time constraints of everything that I do. I'm gonna have to go play this and just 
bite the bullet and force myself because I know when I'm playing it, I'm probably going to like it and I'm, I'm going to be kicking myself even more. <laughs> so, mm. I think that's part of the well, draw of me not doing it yet, but I'm going to force myself here soon because it's, it's, it's one of the crown jewels uh, that IMX is spotlighting and rightfully so. And uh, yeah, I need to play it so I can talk a little bit more intelligently about it. Do you know about the three games there is plus the collector game? So there's four. Did you do you know yeah. about that? Yeah, what I know are? it's several like different the games. The overworld, yeah, the overworld where you catch the, like you're physically a character like like New Ganymede. You run around, but you, instead of fighting other people or zombies, you're you're looking for these alluvials to catch. Yep. And then you when you when you catch them, they become a deck, and Team ultimately there's tactics, like right. Yeah, well, if you know Team Fight Tactics, you know what it is. But um, mm -hmm. it's like it's like uh, you know paper rock scissors but with five different affinities, you know, and a couple other things in there. Um, and you just place them on the board and therefore they start battling. So yeah, it's, um, it'll, it'll be go good. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I, I don't like those games. I played Dota and Dota was the inventor of that game mode. Um, they, they, uh, with Dota underlords. Um, yeah. and, and I played it and went this boring and never played it. And that's an IP that I absolutely love my whole entire, online presence is named after a character from that game so it's not that's why i never invested in it or followed it too closely because i thought it was just going to be the the the, the, the battle auto battler and when i found yeah. out about you know the overworld i was like well this is something i could play even if i don't want to play the auto battler i i love that it'd be fun catching them yeah, yeah. they've, and then, they've yeah. come so far I, I you gotta give your hats off to them they've come so far like when i first checked them out it was just the the tft and the graphics were really janky and like I, it just didn't appeal to me at all. And like what they have now, it's not, it's completely different. Uh, the graphics have come so far along. Um, it's definitely a polished mm -hmm. game and they look like they're going to be around for a while. Yep. And okay. So moving on PV, uh, Livian PVP will be here in within before the end of November, hundred percent, I'd say in two weeks time. Um, so, um, yeah, but moving on, eyeball pool, uh, announced that they, recipients of the aws grant that was announced when with a uh, sorry living um immutables partnership with aws in the credits we talked about last week mm -hmm. um they have received uh a, a grant for the for the credits for the for amazon so that's it started awesome. that's very awesome yeah. i see that's like uh it looks like it's a different twist on the game of pool am i am i seeing that right uh i think it's just normal pool but like There'd be different different rule sets. Um, the what they're bigger, what they are on, they're, they're massive on the physics. They've built like almost real world physics into the game. Mm -hmm. So spin, spinning and all that kind of stuff. So um, you know where you hit the white ball, where you, so you can leave the white ball in any position, how hard you hit it, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just the angle. It's it's, it's the actual real world physics of pool of a, of a snooker cool. table. That's very yeah. cool. I I says tired of playing the same old pool game. I like their logo, man. I don't know what it is about their logo. It's it's very it's basic, but I like it. And I was thinking that they were gonna. I don't know if they are or if they will, but like if they incorporate like maybe some maybe they have the standard pool game, but if they incorporate some cool cool other little niche styles of pool that aren't out there that, that could be very attractive but uh yeah mate pool in australia you can go from one pub in the same town to another pub in the same town and there's a completely different rule set for pool 
Oh, really? And then if you go, if you go to a different state, you're you're 100% playing a different rule set. Like two shots, you know, there's two shots. Um, there's the one with just eight balls, not 15. You know, like there's, there's so many different types of pools in the world. There's a, with all little, little different rules here and there. You know, like there's a pool where you got to hit the numbers in order, you know, like down from whatever number it is, the highest number down to lowest number, and then hit the eight in the end, last. So it's like, there's just so many different rules. So it'd be interesting oh. to see what they come out with. Yeah, very cool. Looking forward to so seeing They had a, bi- a billion downloads in Web 2. It'd be interesting to see if they can convert that into Web 3. Oh, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. a billion downloads for their, region, for their Web 2 really? version of the game. And- Holy cow. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> People don't understand how much of Immutable is winning by, mate. <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> yeah, see, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that by looking at what I'm looking at here, but uh, it must be, I'm assuming they're based out of Australia? No, Singapore. Oh, okay. It's a UK guy, I believe, lives in Singapore. Um, but yeah, he he's, um, I, we, we, I've had him on a, on a, on a space um and so we had a few private chats with the founder really nice guy and really passionate they're building the engine up from scratch again um so then the original game mm-hmm. they're not using you're not using the same engine they're building the engine from scratch because they've got the money to do it anyway uh, yeah yeah very cool I, I might check this one out uh i i like basic games to play on the side so i might not that this will be basic but i'd like you know, pinball machine games and stuff like that on a browser. I've always enjoyed doing those just for a little bit of fun here and there. So I'll have to check this out. Wait, that's a good idea for a Web3 game on a, on a mobile, isn't it? An actual pinball machine. And you, you play the play upright, like the way you've got the actual pinball. And yeah, someone's yeah. going to come out with that. And you can mm-hmm. just con- keep on making new pinball tables over and over and over again, like just to make it unique. Interesting. Um, you give me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Last uh, point before we get into our main topic um, of GOG and the t- discussing the play test in the town hall. Lost glitches, very under-represented or under-noticed. No- you don't see it being talked about in the Web3 space, but it's another TCG. Right. But their artwork, I just love their artwork. I bought, I've bought um, their cards in every drop. If, you, if someone, There's five, six drops and there's been four drops. Unless I've forgotten, I have missed the last one. Um, but for drop five and six, and you get it. If you can participate by buying packs in the mint of the first six drops, you get uh, a special NFT. So I'll do that. But they're now in open, closed beta, but anyone can, I believe, can apply for it and get into it. So um, really cool art, very unique take. Lots of people that play it, that have played Gods Unchained and Parallel, say that they like Lost Glitches better than those two games, which are the two really? big ones in. Yep, and I've seen lots of people say that. Wow. I haven't played it yet. I actually haven't played it yet, even though I've got all these cards, so I'm going to have to give it a go. What kind of culture do you think this is? Like cyberpunk-esque or... Yeah. More, more I Borderlands. Like... I kind of felt like Borderlands or cyberpunk combined or something. That's what I was kind of feeling. Yeah. And I know Mate, it's TCG. It's cool. You know, another TCG. Ge- German. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it, it's easier to, easier to make them, and uh, that makes a lot of sense for TCGs. Right. But German, it's a, it's a German uh, developer. Um, they're massive. They're big. They're on Mutable X, not ZKVM. So right. gas free, which makes sense. TCGs on a on a gas chain is just stupid. Um, even if it's point zero 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 one percent one cent, it's stupid. <laughs> just put it on 
you know, cards are worth less than a cent. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, the that that's out now. You can get in and play it. There's a few other gameplay things out too. Kaizen um, has their they've got like a uh, like a, a runner, like a timed runner sort of thing, like a uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, like only up game. Um, you know, where you got to try and get from A to B point as fast as you can. Right. Um, Worldwide Web just had their um, play test, second play test, I think, with the new game mode. Look, it went really well. Lots of people love that game comments. So the game plays are coming. Um, yeah. Very cool. All right. Are you ready uh, to talk about yeah, let me, uh, the big one? Let me stretch. This one's going to be a doozy here, I think. Uh, yeah, big... Uh, Big, big, big AMA. Uh, this I'll, I'll be dissecting this part of the cast into a separate one because <laughs> this is going to be a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best AMA that I have heard out of Guild of Guardians since I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, almost three years ago now. Um, yeah, yep. let's uh, let's do this, brother. Uh, well, let's get the cat, let's get the cat out of the bag. Yeah, huh? should we just get the uh, elephant in the room right out there? <laughs> Is that the one I was about to say? Elephant? Yeah. That was probably a better analogy or yeah. uh, whatever they call those things. Yeah. She's a uh... shock horror. <laughs> Gog is delayed. <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious. It's, it's, I'm sad and laughing at the same time because we were talking about this earlier. Like this is kind of like the, the saga of Gilda guardians and I didn't even flinch when I heard it, to be honest with you, this time around. Hey, I didn't even flinch. I almost forgot about it when even... I'm prepping for this today. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're delayed again. It's just like, yeah, business <laughs> as usual. And I don't say that negatively. It's just like, I think we all kind of knew. I had to remind you that it was delayed and we probably should tell people about it. That yeah. was funny. That was, that, that's, that's what's happened to this game. And like, we're laughing because... I think we all wanted it to be delayed. We didn't want them to rush the game out. They changed the game, but we all games are delayed. And then they said eight months. Come on. They could, the thing is, they reckon they could have got a game out, but that wasn't going to be successful. So is that really getting the game out? So it's right. six months as well. It's not like it's not like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. It's six months, and that will delay again. It'll be a quarter three, 2024 release. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't believe them. I don't believe them that they're coming out in quarter two, and I don't see that to be mean. I just games take a long time to make it's just that's it yeah. so i think i was more i think i was more emotionally and mentally prepared for this delay because i think i kind of expected it subconsciously and i was just like oh yeah yeah we, we we already knew you're not you're not getting me this time <laughs> so is there was no flack in the discord as well i heard i didn't i didn't read it because i don't go read too much discords anymore no i haven't got time no but, um, and you know why that's the thing i heard why whoever nope. is still here after all this time you are you are either seriously messed up including myself or you're just you are a hardcore holder nothing can shake you that's it they whoever's here we went down with the titanic and we're sitting on the bottom just hanging out let's like now nah, we're gonna come back there's something wrong with us probably we need all need to go to a psychiatrist <laughs> yeah well the um mm. The the staking was a bit of a mix up with the staking, and there was a comment about it's low priority, and that's why it's been we've, we really you know we're probably putting enough time. They said they're not putting as much time into it as they probably should. Mate, all of us would just prefer them to take another month 
on the game and get us a decent staking dashboard that we know when we're staking is working, we can see the calculation, we can see that it's right. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, I feel it's a lack of empathy for a customer in that decision. Um, so anyway, well, that's I'm, another I'm subject mixed on that. One. I mean, they, they've said in the past, yeah. what do you want us to focus on the game or the staking? And everyone said the game, but at the same time, like the staking is not new. I mean, I've seen, I've seen countless low budget indie projects come out with a much better staking platform than whatever this monstrosity is. I'm so numb to it now. Like I don't even, I don't even care. Like I, I can't, I can't invest anything of myself anymore because I will just get angry. So I just like, I just pretend it's not even there anymore. And that's the only way I can cope with it. I, I don't know what they're doing. I know a lot of people are upset about it. Uh, Mythic chef and several others have just like, they're, they're at their wits end. I mean, they literally got the community looking through the spreadsheets now. I mean, it's like we're driving, it's like we're driving a Lamborghini but the steering wheel is made out of aluminum foil for some reason, and nobody can figure out why. <laughs> you know, it's anyway, like, what the heck? You know, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many good so things from this AMA. I don't want to go negative, so I'm going to shut up now. No, well, we, we that's the only two real negative things I've got to think to say. So I was, I want to get them out of the way. Um, and and I said, remember a year ago when they started staking, I said in the Discord. Our Discord and their Discord, this is going to backfire and you not having a dashboard. It's so simple to put one in and just to give the peace of mind to people to know that if they're qualified each week, just like your IMX one, it doesn't take that much effort. Like, yes, there is some kind of functions that you'll have to enter and different logic to calculate stuff and things like that, but it's not going to be that much of a difference of a calculator change, uh, of a dashboard change that you're going to need six months to build it. It'll be three devs in a month at the max. Yeah. So. It's come back to bottom. How does IMX have week? their that's... staking platform, and but GOG can't have access to it? I, that one blows me away. Can you explain that to me from like a dev side? I don't understand why they can't have access to the to the source code. Maybe because it's I don't know. Okay. I, you don't have yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> to me, it doesn't make sense. Like let's move on to something funner. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, after all that, the you know delays and waiting and staking problems the engage the get people love the game mm -hmm. talk about the engage talk about the engagement mate 18 hour average i mean like i said if you're here still after everything you are hardcore something wrong with you you're a degenerate gog fanatic and we proved it average of 18 hours a day i don't understand how i i was burned out at like six to eight hours a day but like you got some crazy people just going at it and uh, i like what chris clay had to say about it was like that's unhealthy um it's not mm -hmm. sustainable for the game it's bad for the game and they want to tune it down to somewhere between five to ten hours uh i'm glad he's got that perspective we mentioned it last time on the podcast about it's just it's just way too much it's people are going to burn out they they know it it was obviously for testing purposes so hats off to everyone on your 18 hour average Woo! <laughs> I reckon they would have done more, mate. I, I, I couldn't play for the last 48 hours. Remember I told you I wouldn't let me log in? Right. What, yep. I, what I thought, because he, he mentioned, uh, I'll talk about that later actually, but I, I thought maybe I'd been like punished because I was doing a little bit of an exploit. I'll tell you about that later. Oh. <laughs> Remind me during, during the curse. I thought, well, before I make too much of a fuss about it, maybe um, maybe I've just been banned. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know about it was that. Not, 
<laughs> but, um, you know, you'll have to keep listening to find out what I did. It wasn't that bad. Um, I think everyone was doing it anyway. So I wasn't. Yeah, I, found out. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what it is. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so so there would have been more than 18 hours, I reckon, because I reckon it wouldn't have, wasn't just me. I didn't get banned for exploitation because mentioned, he mentioned it, that lots of people were doing that. Um, and he so how many other people got blocked from playing the game for whatever reason and couldn't log in and that's just not worry about logging in again and never said anything hmm. i reckon they would have got way more engagement if there was no issues with logging in so that's interesting be interesting to see, interesting interesting if, if that was just an isolated thing for me i'd be, be surprised gotcha lots of changes uh <laughs> looks like uh the crafting um i enjoyed the crafting this time around I thought it was much, yeah. much better than the past. Uh, that being said, uh, a lot of things that Chris Clay had talked about made a lot of sense. It wasn't as engaging or uh, transformative as he wanted it to be. So I'm glad they're looking at that. Uh, they wanted more randomness, which I think is uh, an essential part. Are, are they, everyone makes the, the joke, RN Jesus, you know? It really puts a... Mm. Uh, I don't want to say gambling. Gambling is a bad word, but it's just the the luck factor. It really, you get on your heels wondering, all right, what am I going to get this time? And I think that's where he was pointing to things that are missing with uh, with crafting. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, well it, it creates replayability. Like if you know you can get a better stat item from running this dungeon, you know, Brimstone Two, even though you don't really need it for levels, mm -hmm. then and you've got you need the boots that get this stat. And the Brinstone has a one in five chance that you get to use the blacksmith, and that blacksmith has a one in five chance of giving you the boots that you want if you've got the materials to craft it. Then, you know what I mean? Like you, you can keep grinding that dungeon to build to get that item, but you need that item to actually. You need to, as a player, need to know that that is an option. You know what I mean? Like, you like you need to know that that shoe is the best. I didn't know that, and that's what he mentioned as well. That it's not clear what is the best to the user right. and that kind of stuff. So they need to, he understands that they need to build that in, make it more aware of what you can get and more aware of the benefit of getting that for your class uh, or your characters that you're using. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll fully admit, I was like, is it purple? Yes. Okay. Put it in. And then I, I did look at the yeah. stats a couple of times, like trying to figure it out, but like, I could not figure it out. And I was just like, oh, well it's purple. I'm putting it in. And I think that's what he was going towards. And he mentioned uh primary and secondary stats, uh, making secondary stats more, more meaningful. And I also liked how he wanted it to be, you find some gear and maybe you're not going to wear it now, but you're going to tuck it away for another dungeon that you know it's going to be useful in. And adding that strategy element to where gear matters, even if you're not going to use it all the time because you might need it for something else. I like that he's thinking along those terms, but he did mention that he didn't know if it was going to make it too micro-intensive, I think is the right phrase. And yeah. they have to weigh that into effect also. Because they are focused on quality of life as well. So where is that balance between having engaging equipment, but is it too much to where it's, you're having to sink 18 hours a day into the game? <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, I, I think they level up too fast. So not that the level up power is, you know, is it, the gear should be, the leveling up should be to enable you to attach the gear. And so, and the gear should be the thing that gives you most of the power, your power, not, not the, not the levels. 
Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. So if you had that, then you can slow down the leveling up and you can make it harder to get the right gear and create more repair playability. And when you get that payoff and you go, I need this boot that's got this power so I can, you know, get past level 100 in the endless dungeon, you mm -hmm. know, and you grind and when you get that item, it's a payoff moment, you know, it's that, wow, yes, I got it. All that grinding's worth it. But there's no payoff moment is what he meant for, for you know, for crafting. You just go, oh, it's purple, great, sweet. Yep. You know, if you do it in the black, it's always purple. So, you know, it was no payoff moment in the dungeon. Yeah, and I think uh, um, I think that also that whole concept of what we just talked about with the gear, I think it kind of spreads over similarly, maybe not exactly, into uh, the runes and rooms. They're very close in word. Yeah. It's kind of the yeah. same concept. Uh, you know, we need more of an impact, like what you were seeing with the gear, uh, with the runes. It was like everybody. I think I know I did a majority of my runes. I was going for the higher crit, da uh, higher crit, and higher crit damage. And then when I got those up high enough, then I would start filling in with other things that I thought might be meaningful. But like, I think they want it to where. All runes are meaningful depending where you're at, so there's a little bit more strategy involved. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, he's aware that that's just pretty meaningless, and he wants to make it more meaningful um, for what you choose, which makes sense. Um, you know, I mentioned the special rooms for runes, where you can choose like a special. Where you can only get them in those special rooms that can help you. You know, you get the right one. That's again another payoff moment if you're playing against. You know which boss you're coming up against and you need like you know the end boss of brimstone and you need to get the shielding rune and you, there's one or two chances of getting it mm -hmm. or you need to be, or you need to be 50 levels higher sort of thing you know what i mean like that kind of thing so yeah he knows you got he knows you got to, there's just no payoff moments in the game at all um, did, other than did you ever did you ever not go for the elite rooms yeah all the time you went for elite all the time no, no. I, I, I often I chose non non elite rooms based on, like, especially if I was in that trying to win, get to the final boss. I wasn't. I didn't get my heroes at level. I didn't start for the first forty eight hours. I was doing things wrong. Right. I was leveling up multiple multiple heroes rather than just one set. You know, I was doing lots of things wrong. Right. Um, so I found myself. Yeah. I was trying to go for the elite rooms for the more points, but I'd be ma ma monitoring my health. So when I would get low on health with one of my characters. I would go to the lesser rooms to hopefully uh, take less damage and have my heals go off to get my guy somewhat back to full health. And then when I get back to full health, then I would switch back to elite rooms. Or I would prepare like, okay, I know the boss is coming soon. This is a hard one for me. I'm going to take a couple lesser rooms so I can go full strength at the boss. That's kind of yeah. my strategy that I was using. Yeah, I was using that too. Okay. Um, so room rooms... Um... Also, I like I like the idea about I've already mentioned to you the room choosing like the sh choosing the strategy like your composition and stuff like that it needs to be a bit more fleshed out as well and I would love it if they add more strategical placement of your heroes yes. where they go in 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 the in the struct not just two or three two in the front and three in the line like actual strategy like kind of like Alluvian's border battle board sort of a little bit more that way but that may not I don't think that's going to come. That's a little bit complicated, so we've already discussed that last week. So right, yeah, yeah. But he made it more just a couple of little smaller, you know, room decisions. Like, okay, there's these these heroes, 
like maybe have a menu of the kind of abilities that can come at you, the kind of affinities they've got, that you can put in your affinities, make different affinities to combat that, you know, like paper, rock, scissors sort of stuff. Yeah, he talked about it being more meaningful. Like when I seen an elite room, I didn't care which elite I went to. I was looking at what am I getting out of it? Like, am I getting gear that I can salvage to upgrade my gear later? Like in the later stages of the game, I was doing that. You know, in the early stages, I was looking... I, I just need some gear. That, that I was looking at what I got out of it versus what the room was. There was no strategy to it. And, you know, I, I think mm -hmm. he realizes that. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens there with those changes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, one of the... Probably uh, what... Oh, sorry, go ahead. We're starting to realize that, you know, in real time discussing this with you, why it's been delayed, you know. It, oh, saying yeah. Saying that they wanted to add wanted to add more you know guilds into it and have you know an amazing release there's just so much still to do to polish it include it like tweak and these little polishes aren't just i'll oh, change it for a day it's, it can be weeks or months to test internal testing and tweak try something tweak try something tweak try something and then but you know you're pushing code to push releases and stuff it takes time you got to get lots of lots of stuff done so it, it's going to be that's why i think it's been delayed as well not just the not just they wanted guilds in it, like they said. Yeah, you mentioned that guilds adding for the release, and I think that's absolutely huge for the for the community because that's been like one of the number one questions is like, what are we doing with guilds? And there was a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt about guilds having value, and now they've made it a point to come out and like actually say like, we want guilds to be involved at the launch, and we're not launching until that is going to happen. So. That's a that's a big positive sign for the the guild NFTs that are out there. Yeah, um, you know I'm excited about raiding. So, yeah, you know like the the game. I got excited about Guild of Guardians because of the raiding. You mm -hmm. know I played raiding MMR MMRPGs since EverQuest in the '90s. So it's like um, you know getting together with heaps of people five or, rating isn't group isn't you know four or five people rating is 10 plus you know that's that's a raid and that's coordinating that the strategy the satisfaction of conquering a content together as a team there's just nothing better in gaming than that to me personally you know the, the americans you just love the point the, the cursor over someone pull the trigger that's what you guys like and you know <laughs> we you know us australians you know we've got more strategical brains than you americans we like you know we like to use it yeah we're pretty stupid over here <laughs> you're supposed to pick up pick pick up my my dry, dry sarcasm and maybe i'm just not funny i'll just stop stop the jokes stop the jokes <laughs> um yeah no like so i think it's a great decision to delay the game based primarily on the guilds and to you know get that right and we'll find out in quarter one when they release the white paper they said january i think but maybe you know, let's uh, just say let's give them q1 you know march there was a release <laughs> uh, of white paper oh gosh what was it for in january but they they did say repeatedly about a white paper coming out in december for a lot of things so i'm really looking forward to that i think they might be doing what nor did nor the game nor um they don't they're building on ethereum i'm not sure if they're going to you know build on off side chain Mm -hmm. um i hooked um, i hooked nor up with uh sorrow my organized the, the founder of nor and sorrow to meet up you know it was like coordinating them meeting up to discuss and maybe we might get you know who knows when they might nor might be on a mutable that'd be amazing because i really like brooks um mm -hmm. but 
you know, he's a, he's got a very interesting way. He's kind of like the Jordan left, left version of Jordan Peterson, the way he communicates. I love Jordan (laughs) uh, Peterson. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get listening to that guy talk all day. Yeah. (laughs) He uses too big a word for me. Um, but anyway, the, um, Leah, what was I at? No, I was up to Nor for some reason. Um, Ah, uh, they the white paper. They released their white paper in over like six months in in tranches. Like so, you just got little bits uh, of their white paper. You know, so I think that's what it sounds like what uh, Gog's doing. Yeah. So if you didn't, different part. if you didn't could tell, I got Leah on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I thought I thought you were done talking about that. So like I was looking at our list of things that we have to talk about and. Leo was just like the MVP, obviously, and everybody was uh, talking about how powerful she was, and Chris re- referenced her as just being a monster and how much damage she was outputting. And yeah, he didn't quite say it, but he did say it. Yeah, she'll be getting nerfed. So <laughs> uh, they're gonna look at all the guardians, look at ones that were not as impactful. Um, I know several out there that were just like everybody was just trash. I'm like, this guy doesn't do anything. I think Arya area aria was one of them and uh mm. there were several others and so they're going to look at the whole enchilada so to speak of who needs uh some love who needs to tone it down a bit and uh yeah yeah leah leah was a monster uh, I, I don't think you've got any disagreements on that or do you have any side comments about all that yeah uh, do you know i didn't really like that's too much micromanagement for me. I'm really bad at get this part of the game. Like, until I'm really engrossed in a game and I've got a and I've got a goal to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, what like it was too late for me to understand that I needed to choose the right hero compositions before I like realized I wanted to. There was a goal for me to achieve. When I saw that last end boss and I really wanted to get up to him and then I wanted to try and beat him, like. I then started paying attention and it was too late. I was already just sacked off all my heroes and, and only had five or six or seven. I had seven heroes that were leveling and I had three. So, um, you know what I mean? I couldn't choose which heroes to, to put together to work out what... I, did, I didn't look at the, the damage output or any... on like the, all the information that you can get on the damage output from your group. So, yeah, but obviously from just watching what was happening... Leah was just hitting that ulti. It was like, pff, everything died <laughs> in a second. Boom. Like, push it. Everything's dead. Yep. It's like, I got her up to level nine, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah, I was only at eight with her. And uh, like Chris was saying that like, she could solo a room by herself. Yeah, there was times my whole team would be dead. And I just have Leah and I have her ultimate ready to go. And I was able to go a couple rooms with, with her by herself. So, yeah, it was seen, it was noticed, and they will probably, I, they will make changes on that. I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that. So, um, mm. the other part that they talked about, which was part of the dungeons as well, and I, I really think this was a very nice addition, and they're talking about tweaking it and trying some of their options. This one feels pretty close. The, the dungeon curses. Um, I like it. They're talking about adding maybe a positive and a negative. I really don't... I don't know if they should tinker with it a whole lot. Because I really think it did the job of what it was supposed to do. Uh, do you think they should tinker with it some more? Or leave it alone? Or what? What? How do you feel about these dungeon curses? Well, this is the exploit. So, I would just 
to like you could before you chose what you could choose i just put in one of the heroes that has no health or no levels or an ink level one hero that i've got in the dungeon and then i would um give it a minus 20 percent health and i'm not going to use it anyway so <laughs> you, then you just swap oh. then the next dungeon you swap everything everyone back in again i didn't so know I that saw, <laughs> that's what he was, was talking like, about i was wondering what he's yeah. talking about i was like what oh yeah, my can, gosh uh, so actually it meant absolutely nothing to me because i was just running the dungeon without it without them anyway <laughs> i ate the curses non-stop i i took the curses on all the time <laughs> mate oh no man why i feel you could have got so much further. you could have got way further <laughs> wow all right um, yeah, don't you know take what? gaming advice from me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it felt it felt empty because even if you got the curse, like it, to me, it felt like once you got to that power level of a room, that that was it for you. It didn't matter what curse you had or what health you had or anything. Like once you got, I got up to 69, I think it was, and once I got there, it didn't matter how, how much health I had or no matter what anything was, they just died at that at that point. Gotcha. So you know what I mean, like. You got to make it that your performance makes the difference on how far you go, not just how how high your levels are on your heroes and the curses. We just you've already got a hard stop. The cur the curses would just be that as well. So that's what they got to get right, in my opinion. Yeah, that true. you select you choose not so much of a not so much of a hectic curse, mm -hmm. and and not so much of a you know and that your performance makes a difference, but that will help hurt you a little bit. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, so we're up to, well, there's a lot to talk about. Not even halfway through yet. I know. I know. <laughs> Chrome is utility. Oh, yeah. um, so people have been asking, can we get more power in the game from having special abilities? So heroes that you can, or champions or heroes, what they call, you can have, you know, there's four different levels, common, rare, um epic and legendary and mm -hmm. then each one of those can be a warrior an elite or a was it called a chroma or something um and they want special treatment for people that have the higher level ones and is it chroma is just the one of ones they're talking about or they're talking about all of the high, uh, high level the ones? mythic the mythics are one of ones um all the yeah. rest uh elite and warrior so chroma is uh, chroma multiples is, Chromus encompasses all three uh, level up. Yeah, it's a different skin, like, basically. Okay. It's a different skin. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's... Uh, I, boy, we're going to talk about this later, but Alter. Hashtag GOG Alter. My goodness. This is probably the biggest announcement out of the AMA. What you... And there, the, it sounded like he was hinting that Chromas could potentially be utilizing that tool. Ah, okay. Let's go back into that later then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said out of game benefit as well. So it sounds like you maybe some physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Events. Them. I could see this. That's the beauty of the, the web three space. Like you can tie this to like so many things, physical in-game stuff, events. I've seen it uh, with artifact and several other companies. If you hold this show up here, like they've got something in California coming up. I can't make it, but it, I could if I could make it to California because I have a Clone X. I could go to this event and hang out and possibly win some shoes, like stuff like that. It's just it's so so many cool things you can do with this. 
Mm. But yeah, uh, and uh, and then energy tokens. They talked about them as well. This is very um, interesting. Yeah, very I liked it. If you if you own the energy token, you get the benefit. If you don't have an energy token, you can still get the benefit, but you got to pay on a limited time. So, you know, like you get three months, you pay 20 GOG tokens, you get that benefit for three months. But if you own a token, you get it forever. Yep. That's a real smart, smart, like, like, it doesn't mean people, people can either go and buy one off someone or they can pay it for each month. And we'll see if it gets up to millions of players, those tokens could be worth a lot. I am kind of, I'm kind of split on this one. Um, they have to introduce more energy tokens and this is a whole new revamp so i'm trying to forget the old but i know a lot of people that stocked up on energy boosters myself included we believed energy boosters would be king in this game because the more you can play the more you can get earn etc so by them making it accessible early on if they do and that's a big if it, it kind of can dilute the impact that energy boosters would have on a market. That being said, being permanent, depending on how they structure it, may be still very valuable. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out. I can see both sides of the coin on it. But yeah, they, they solve a problem with Web 2. And maybe they can tie that consumable that they're talking about to... Maybe you have to have GOG token to buy that consumable, which would generate value into the GOG token, which is one of their main focuses. So I'm a little mixed on this. I can see the pros. I can see the cons. But in general, hey, they're looking at it. And at the end of the day, at least they're looking at it. I said it to you before and many times before that if you make a game where people have an inherent ability to win, and someone else can't get that ability to win. So mm-hmm. if someone gets an, adva- an advantage to win in a computer game, if you go and play a shooter and someone like, for example, CSGO right now, and someone, because they have a token, gets double damage. So they only, you have to hit them twice and they only have to hit you once. How many people that don't have that advantage or the person has to pay $10 a month to, you know, so there's two scenarios. They can never, ever get that unless they go and buy the token that's now worth $10,000, so it's out of their range. Right. Or they have to pay a $10 a month, you know, like uh, fee to have that t- token boost. Right. It's kind of like that in a way. You, you cannot not have everyone on equal playing field because there's leaderboards. So if, you give, if some people get their advantage to play more, you're going to set that us and them scenario and people will not play the game. They will not play it. They'll just go, oh, this is bullshit. I'm not playing this game and they'll leave. Yeah. So you, you can't, it's very tricky. It's very tricky for them what they do here. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, especially when like the leaderboard matters, you know, like especially for earning and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, if it didn't matter, like it's like Clash of Clans and those stupid trophies that no one cares about. <laughs> well, some people, people do, but you know, then it's different because it's not that big a deal. Like the trophy doesn't mean anything, but when you're earning real money or you're on a, on a leaderboard for you know like it's it's it, it you know and, you, and you're getting a disadvantage because of people paying money or having something you can't afford i just think it's a really high risk thing to, for them to do if they don't they got to think clearly very carefully how they implement this yeah i think i think you're right for the overall health and longevity of the game this is probably the right move and uh yeah I, i'm in full agreement on that 
They probably should just make the energy token holders can create those consumables. You know, it'd be cool. You know, if they can then. It'd be cool if they tied in uh, events to like you have to have a permanent energy booster to attend this event or, or something like that in conjunction, which we'll talk about that later with the esports. But like if they if they mm. took certain NFTs, and I think they might do this with the founder NFTs or you know energy boosters, kind of a, a founder NFT as well. Uh, tie it into events, you know, for the OGs and. Uh, give that some side value to where it doesn't hurt the total health of the game, but it still rewards those people that got them, got them early. Mm. Watch this space for energy tokens to see where it lands, I guess. Yep. And uh, speaking of health of the game, if without having this, <laughs> there is no health of the mm -hmm. game app store compliance. This is by far probably the biggest concern. I have asked this question many a time over the years. What is going on with Apple and Google? Are you going to be able to get this in App Store? You know, and it's it's a huge, huge, huge issue. Without this, the game's dead. So they talked about mm. this. Um, uh, token transactions in app are not permitted. They're talking about the GOG token. I didn't know that. I, I literally had no idea. I learned I learned heaps about what that what their constraints are in this meeting. Yeah, um, I did not know you cannot use tokens to tra to transact in the app. Unbelievable. Yep, uh, you can reward the tokens in app. That that baffles me. You can't use them, but you can reward them. I mean, what? Where's the line of <laughs> acceptance there? I I don't get that, but it is what it is. That's the rules. Um, and then the big one is there's going to be a minting currency. Uh, this one, I was not ready for that. I was like okay so how does that work and they, they explained it quite well um it's gonna be tough to say if this is good or bad until we see it in play but uh what's your thoughts on the minting currency it's kind of a big big deal in my opinion yeah i think that that makes sense actually because you can reward people from holding the token and not selling it so what they'll do is the way you earn that minting currency is through staking so staking tokens. Um, so if you sell your GOG tokens, you don't get as much minting currency, so you won't be able to make as many um, heroes. So it's going to stop people from selling and puts the price up. Of so still have this. It's actually going to be a better, better because if people are just minting heroes, it's going back to immutable, and then immutable selling it. Yeah. So right. whilst we're we're just holding it. And we, I've got heaps, you know, I think I did the count of the total amount of staking, staking points. And I'm like in the top 200 of, uh, holders of GOG. Oh, wow. So I'm getting, yeah. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get a lot of, um, um, tokens, uh, minting currency, but because of what he said is that you'll earn it through in-game achievements and staking your tokens. Hmm. So it makes sense. <clears throat> it'll encourage people to hold and no one will ha want to sell which means they'll be harder to get hold of and i think the price could this is big but if you use the token to buy it someone gets it that wants to sell it right i yeah. i'm i'm next i'm glad i'm very glad very happy that the app stores are gonna allow what it is as it is even though it might be a little different um because without it 
I think the game is in trouble. And they have they came out emphatically in this AMA, and their main concern is that token. Uh, they they're obviously concerned about other things, but their main concern is about that token. And yeah, uh, so that'll be the lifeblood as we have hoped for. So that's that's a good positive thing. Yeah, they also you mentioned an in-game marketplace as well. Yeah. Yeah. So probably probably Aqua will be their third party contractor I'd say that's setting that up. But um they also mentioned you know, how do, how do they do how can you not do token transactions? You can't do tokens for minting, but can you use a token to buy an NFT in an app? I would think I so. I would think so. Uh you you cued me into the the Aqua. I guess you said Gods and Chain uses it. I was I was think I was wondering if they were going to go with IQ Protocol. It's another uh, third party service that does in game market stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of glad they're using the third party too because that way they don't have to worry about it. They can focus more of their time on the game and all the other elements that they're working on because they have a lot going on. So uh, I don't have a problem with them using third party. I think it's good. And uh, yeah, there's mm-hmm. really not much to say about it except it's going to happen. And you know. I, I definitely hope that the in-game things that you can buy are in GOG token. And I, I have a feeling they will be because, again, their main focus is to making that GOG uh, token have value. Interesting. Um, there, that, there's a lot of ambiguity around the token, wasn't there? Like uh, how he said that we, this is all we're locked in this is the facts. This is what we've locked in. Um, and there's a lot more to come. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it lands. Yeah. But yeah, they were, they were talking about that. And, uh, Chris brought it up about, he kept, he's, you know, saying FUD, fear, uncertainty and doubt. Um, there, there's been a lot of games and, uh, NFT ecosystems that are really hardcore, almost, they're not abandoning web three, but they're just like, yeah, we're going to really focus on web two and web three will be on the side. And I think a lot of people had that fear with GOG and Chris put those, uh, to rest that that is not the case. And that I, I believe them because it's, it's IMX's focus. And this is a crown jewel of IMX guild of guardians. And they're doing what they have to do compliance wise to go mm-hmm. after more volume, which we desperately need, but at the same time, they are going to be sticking to their Web3 principles as much as possible. And I like hearing that from him. Mm. Yeah, they got, you got a challenge there, didn't he? Um, and then also, like, that ties into, I think that was a preparation for the next point that he made about marketing lingo, how it's going to be very, how he mentioned the United States, people absolutely hate NFTs. And, um, you know, <laughs> so when marketing there, they're going to use web two language. So don't, don't fear. We are a web three game. We're a web three developer development company, you know, we're all, and we're not abandoning that, but maybe you might hear some words that, you know, might sound like we're trying to, you know, not, not be a web three company, you know, preempting that. Yeah. I, I, uh, boy, when he was saying all this about, Especially, he, he was really calling out the the, the West, the U.S. And uh, I I don't know I don't know if he's grew up here. I don't know if Chris knows how the U.S. is, 
So if he does hear this, um, he's obviously much smarter than me. But when it comes to living in the U.S., I think I have a good dial on the pulse. And he, they're looking at trying to use uh, different phrases and stuff to catch people's attention to take the sting off of uh, NFTs or scams and all that stuff. I'm just going to be flat out blunt here. We're pretty dumb here in the U.S. Um, <laughs> we've had it easy for a very, very long time. And you don't you don't become uh, resilient and self-thinking with decades and decades of soft, easy times. You become complacent. You become very sheep-like. You do what the TV tells you to do. So I'm going to use this example. We talked about this game the other week. Uh, it was a... Uh, was it Guild Guild Wars or War? What was that game we talked about last week? Um, uh, there was a game. Anyway, this game. Sorry, I'm sorry. What? Uh, Skiesverse or Denu Games? No, 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 no. It was a Web Two game. They they had a marketing campaign on the TV, on the TV, right. and Kate Upton was their main spokesperson. I don't know if you know who Kate Upton. Game is. Game of War. Game yeah, of game War. War. <clears throat> I did not know what Game of War was, but I knew who Kate Upton was. And because she was yeah. on it, and uh, she's a little light on the eyes, if you didn't know, I was like, <laughs> I know who she is. I'm going to go check out this game. And mm -hmm. that's what, this was a long time ago. And I, I went and checked out the game, and I played it for a while, and I got a little addicted to it. So while they might want to change the marketing message, I am telling you guys, it's not that complicated for here in the U.S. Get Get a good spokesperson that is hot and will catch your attention. I know it's probably out of their price range, but if they could afford Taylor Swift, that will do the job. I guarantee it. If the TV tells the masses, go do this, the masses here in the U.S. will go do it. It's unfortunate. It Whoa. is what it is. I'm not like that, but I know a majority of this country is. So if you want to win the U.S., get something on TV. Get somebody that is catchy, up and coming. Hopefully you can get a bargain on them. Get them to promote your game, and you will lock in the U.S. that way. That's how I would go about it. Again, I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy, and Chris probably is, but I know the U.S. We are dumb. <laughs> All right, well, I think I'm done with my rant there. <laughs> Chris is, um, I believe he's American. He moved to Australia anyway for this job with the middle. So I just think it's much simpler. I think it's much simpler. I, I don't think you need to trick the U.S. I think you just need to come down to their level of IQ. <laughs> so kate upton not dylan mulvaney oh yeah 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 that'll have the opposite effect yeah don't do that don't do that unless you're trying to short if you're shorting gog hardcore and you want to do that then yeah go that way <laughs> yeah yeah okay oh. so that is another point about the marketing is and, and tying that into the delay you know that he did mention it that they're going to spend a lot of money on marketing. Oh. So he said the same, the same amount of money as cost to build. And they've gone through two third-party companies and three years of development time and teams of 50 or 60. So multi-millions of dollars of investment in the marketing. So I think it's pretty smart. If they're going to invest that money into advertising and sucking people in. They want to make sure they've got people going to stick around, you know, a game that will make people stick around. That's been a huge complaint in the community is like, where's the marketing been? Where's the marketing been? I mean, that's been going on for years. And like what he said, boy, that was very bullish in my ears of like, they're, they're talking with their stakeholders about this. So like, who knows how much money that they have soaked into this and they're just, they want, they're waiting for like the perfect shot. And I, I kind of like that. It's very strategic. It's smart on their part. And this isn't something they're taking lightly. And yeah, it coordinates with the delay. They want everything in order, ready to go. And I think when they 
feel that and they pull that trigger, I think we're going to be blown away with the marketing. And I'm super, super excited to see what they do, how they do it. They talked about bringing influencers into the mix. Um, uh, I, I could see an ad campaign uh, over here in the U.S. Who knows what they're going to do? Maybe they maybe they already are planning in Taylor Swift. Or, or <laughs> I know a couple years ago I talked about a Super Bowl ad, and that was holy cow, was I wrong and very premature on that? But you never know. You never know. I I never say never, and uh, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the trigger pulled for this event of marketing and what it's going to look like. And uh, yeah, my expectations are super high right now. If you can't tell, <laughs> well. You know, I, I don't, you wouldn't advertise before you've got a product out. Like marketing happens after the game's out, not yep. before in gaming. So maybe there's a small, small aspect to build up to the release date, but the actual advertisements, like right now you see ads for Diablo, like they came from like the day it released and still, and it started, it's still going now. Like, but you didn't see any ads for Diablo too often before a game was out maybe one or two a couple of weeks before saying we're coming out pre-order now you know mm -hmm. so if you're not at that ready point to start cashing in with their marketing then there's no point so i they should do it if they're going to do a super bowl that it should be you know maybe when when is the super bowl in february yeah yeah first week of february so, normally so they should release in march you know, yeah, or, or or release in February. So maybe maybe we're not not right timing because it's going to no, be the middle of the no, year. No, no, no. I I, I brought that yeah. up to to publicly eat some crow because I called for that like two years ago and that was just absolutely crazy on my part. So I was just letting everyone know. Yeah, I sucked at that call. <laughs> mm. Um, so moving on, we're getting to, we're getting towards the end. Uh, Esports, so there's mm -hmm. no changes to them really. The uh, esports here's people. That, you know, they're going to still have competitions for them, specifically for eSports sports based heroes. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Did you, what did you pick up from the eSports stuff? Pretty much the same things. It's just they were reiterating that there's going to be special events uh, for them. One or more eSports would be required to participate in these events. And it's kind of what I alluded to that I hope they do for like energy boosters, what they do for eSports to where it'll be an exclusive event that you can participate in for holding them. So really no big change. Um, I still don't, understand how esports teams are actually going to be involved in this but that's kind of irrelevant at this time so yeah not much has really changed with that yeah um yeah and chris said he's going to do more amas but also got quite um you know touchy-feely yeah you know like he's obviously under a lot of pressure and and um i think learning to realize that you're a multi-game developer that's achieved so much in life you know magic the gathering being a, one of the lead devs on that uh designers on that you know he created one of the greatest ip gaming ips of all time you know not just what computer game an actual any game um you know and you've built other games you've built guild on gods and chain the most successful card game in on the web three and now you're on the on the precipice of delivering under so much pressure another game that's you know like looks like it's going to be successful and have be fun why on earth would you listen to a, a thing some basement dwelling loser that sits on discord all day long <laughs> says now, why would you why would you even even think for a second what what like that they have uh... any sway in this world whatsoever mate like grow like a thicker skin chris like 
you've you've achieved so much in life, mate. Um, just blow it off, like laugh at them, um, and just realize there's assholes in this world. You know, look at what's happening around the world right now, and walls are over the place and stuff. Humans are evil. You know, there's not many of us that aren't, and I'm going to claim that I'm not, but maybe I am. But you know, you, you just got to understand that you just focus on the things that are positive for you and what you like, and ignore everything else. Otherwise, you know. You know, just and just thank you for building this game for us. The people like myself and WT really appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely. And and those people, if I saw them, I'd slap in the face for you, mate. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, but I'm gonna have a little bit different take on this. And uh, I thought long and hard about this. Like when I first heard it, I was just like, how how does this affect you? Um, with all the accomplishments that you've had, and the position that you're in, and but you know, not everybody's the same. And yeah. Every everybody's got their own personal things and the way they do things. I'm I'm very different on a lot of things, and I don't like certain things. And just we're all unique individuals, uh, and we gotta do what we gotta do to get through. And that's this is what he's requested, and it was very blunt. Uh, I appreciate his honesty, and I really started thinking about it last night. Uh, I started thinking about the former game lead, which I will not utter his name here. And probably never again for personal <laughs> reasons. Um, he was very. I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, would, I like him more than I like Paul Barron. The wow. name that you shall never speak. I like him more than I like Paul Barron. So you know that's saying something. <laughs> but uh, the former game lead came off as very. Uh, he, he he was professional, but almost like in a cold manner, and like. Almost, yeah. gosh, I don't want to be say snob because it wasn't snobbish, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like with Chris, he's being very open and honest and I appreciate that. Um, and he mm. just flat out said, look, I can't handle the negative criticism. And if he can't, he can't. And I, I'm imploring all guardians that are still around, the bunch of us that are still around. Can I, can I, can I yeah. correct you there? Yeah. He, he didn't say it wasn't negative criticism. It was, he says he's open to criticism. It was the, the, the way it's done. With yes, the nasty that's, side of it. Yeah. That's what I meant. Just yes. make, I, I just, I just want to make sure that's like, I know most people knew what you meant, but I want to make sure people that maybe didn't know that he did actually cover the point that he's open to feedback, but the people that are, you know, they're like, there's people in that just like to say things and hurt you, you know, and yeah. they got, they, they get joy from causing pain. And, you know, I've learned over the, I used to get, I believe it or not, I used to get really upset with what people thought of me. And now I couldn't give two shits. And it's been a long time since I give a shit what people think right. of me. But, but uh, you know, it's, but it, some people don't. And like you said, so. Yeah, he's on. talking about constructive criticism. Sorry, I should have made that more clear. So, um, mm. yeah, he, he, he needs it from the Guardian community. So let's give Chris the uh, respect that he's asked for. Um, I know it's hard at times, especially considering the past, but we got to move on from the past. This is a revamp and it's looking a whole lot better. And he's done an amazing job in the last couple of months. So he's earned some street cred, in my opinion, in the GUG community. So let's, let, we, we got to put on the patience, man. We know, we know what we hold, we know what's coming and he's going to do the best job that he can. And, uh, I think he's earned that, that call for respect and, uh, yeah, I, I want some more AMA. So yeah, let's give it to him. Let's get some more AMA so we can get more info and we can talk about this more. So I'm all about it. I just hope there's no, like, you know, 
like the, there's always going to be someone that wants to be the like be the anti-hero you know what i mean and just be an asshole and just ruin it for everyone so like that uh, he's just got to understand that it's this isn't like you know this is the world we live in and most of us care about him and what he's doing for this game and that's what matters yep so hopefully can, hopefully can can take that on board yep. um anyway um also, you didn't said you didn't pick up on it, no. but um, no, you gotta explain Chris, this to me. So, about five minutes from the end of the video that I watched, he started to play a video, um, and Ryan said, "Hey, Chris, Chris, can you pause? You got some crack, like." And it was kind of like asking him, saying something bad about the sound. Yeah, and then they started talking and never played the video. Oh, so I. Uh, so it, like there was nothing wrong with the sound at all in in my opinion so i think he was trying to say either we're not allowed to play this video yet or let's not oh. play it or, or let's not <laughs> let's not play it on the... i thought it was it a real sound audio issue i thought it was real <laughs> his audio his audio issue was a little bit crackly it's like a little bit of a sh sound yeah but it wasn't really bad but i think either two one of two things he wanted it to be way better quality when they released that video mm -hmm. or he wasn't supposed to release it today and because he got into it and then you could see the kind of awkward like silence and awkwardness for about 10 seconds after he said that right and then they just went into talking about uh, answering questions oh, and about finishing off i'm gonna go back <laughs> and watch that now that on the one they recorded on the GOG channel about one twenty minutes, I think it was okay. around there. I'll go back and watch. Six, did you notice six, six or seven? Speaking of this, real yeah. quick, uh, I know we got to finish up here, but did you notice like Chris is quick witted, man? Like he's got some funny things here and there. Did you did you hear him when he uh, he said like uh, something about ending you and he, he caught himself? He's like, oh, I will end you. I was dude, I was dying laughing when he said that. Like with the catch that part. Yeah, he's he he's got some quick wit to him, man. Like like he made like a yeah. a pronunciation or, or he, he he slightly slightly misspoke and he took it and he rolled it into something pretty funny about ending all of us and like he did like uh you know an evil voice and I I that cracked me up. I thought it was I don't know little stuff like that I catch here and there, but I missed the one that you were talking about. So now I got to go back and check that out. Mm. I was watching at one point five speed, so maybe that's why I didn't. Um... You know, so it, didn't, it was an hour and a half, so I watched it in 45 minutes or 50 yeah. minutes, you know, something. Um, maybe I missed some context there. Um, yeah, so. This is the big dog next, uh, man. Yeah, what? this is one you've been really excited about. Tell me what your thoughts are on Boy, Alter. The Alter. What is uh, it? He unveiled this tool that's coming out. Wasn't a lot of stuff that we could see or understand completely about it. But basically from what he said, and he referenced this earlier with the, the chromas, they have a tool now that they could in-house. This is how I read it or heard it pull from other games in the ecosystem of IMX. And let's say, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is not any of the information I have. Let's say you wanted to make a special ax, but in this ax, you had to have, component nfts from gog component nfts from alluvium uh component nfts let's say from the lost glitches and if you had all those nfts in your wallet you could go to the crafting station in the game and use alter to make this special nft that would be usable across gog alluvium and the lost glitches if that's where those came from 
and my mind exploded because while this is not the same concept of virtual reality with Ready Player One, it is using Ready Player One-esque mechanics of like all these games in one ecosystem pulling from each other and incentivizing each other's economy, which in turn incentivizes the volume transactions on IMX. And it's like a self-sustaining, fulfilling loop under the umbrella of IMX with, with all their branches of all their games. And my mind exploded. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like the potential of this and how mm. you can, you know, if you got some NFTs that are not that valuable, now you can give them some value and some thing that nobody's seen coming. And uh, I know it's a lot there. What What's your response to all that? Well, well they said they've been building it for years. So that's, that's the, and th it's ready. So that's interesting. Um, and that would mean that they were building it because it, it's not possible to do it on non ZKVM, I assume it must be on ZKVM to be able to be able whatever they want to do to make it more to make it more um, have more utility or more functionality. As you know, we've talked about the limitations of Immutable X, mm -hmm. but the you know it's interesting. Um, the yeah, it's got a lot of it's it's it was only a little bit of information. It wasn't a lot. No, but, uh, the the interoperability is what I took about it from oh, it. Oh yeah, but also just. Excuse me. I've just I've just had another thought. Remember that um, thing that around the Polygon announcement that they were going to they were announcing four new utilities for Immutable's token. I might have missed that. Remember, it was nah. You remember it? There was like four boxes, and they one of them was ZKVM gas, and another one was something else, and there was two more to come. Oh, in, okay, yeah. Remember, remember those? And mm -hmm. they said, oh, then America had all that trouble with regulatory stuff, so they stopped it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain this is going to cost IMX token to do to use to to make this, and therefore you're using oh another utility. But there must have been some kind of thing that they realised that maybe the player gets some benefit or something that you know that created some uncertainty around legalities of how, where the tokens get used and how they get used and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they they put it put it on hold. But I think this must maybe one of those things. Wow, maybe. Yeah, this is. Uh, do you, do you I, think so? Do you think it might might have been one of the, another use for the burn for the IMX? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the the possibilities of this of what they what they can do to incentivize incentivize the IMX token, or even like let's say a game is struggling and they need they need some a boost of funds somehow, and they want to incentive like they, let's say IMX. I'm just going to use Lost Glitches, for example. I'm not saying they're having a hard time. Let's say Lost Glitches is having a hard time. And IMX really thinks IMX, or Lost Glitches is the future and we need to apply some more funds their way somehow. They could maybe make their their own personal token if they had one. And I'm using just speculation here. In the mix, instead of IMX for a while, I mean, I don't know all the details, so I'm just wild guessing here. But like, I think they could move things around to focus fire more volume towards things to give them the boost they need to get over the hump to get to the dead deadline that they want to get to. I, yeah, th this just blows my mind. I know I'm all over the place here. I just, my mind runs wild when I think about this, what that, what it could possibly do. Yeah. It could be like burning as well. Burning things. So yeah, yeah. Like creating, creating opportunities to, you know, and they could make it that, you know, 
tokens bet like the games developer can benefit from doing it as well you know so there's incentives there so there's a lot i've never heard of it like anyone else doing anything like this but it makes a lot if it's just another thing that would be like another selling point for the bd team to say and by the way we have this ultra thing that encourages sales yeah. and here's an example of how alluvium guild of guardians and gods unchained created a, a cross cross you know cross game cross ip nft and this is why they did it and it cost and it made you this much money and made us this much money and made the player get their items yeah i can't so, wait i can't wait to hear paul Barron's breakdown on this altar thing you know because i know i'm sure i'm sure he's gonna be all over it oh <laughs> did i just take a shot at paul Barron? oops <laughs> uh, good yeah, old paul this is good hey. stuff man this was by far the the biggest thing i mean this was a great ma ma uh but this altar thing, oh my gosh. And I just, uh, but if, sorry, go ahead. Let, let's go back to Paul Barron. So wasn't <laughs> he, wasn't the last video where we talked about him when he had, he made a video, he talked about how immutable doesn't have in, is interoperability. Yeah. Something like that, wasn't that, so yeah. So like, how, how's he going to spin, how's he going to spin this grift <laughs> to yeah, be no a negative instead of, instead of a positive? There's some I hope company, you had, I hope you, sorry, go ahead. I hope he wasn't short IMX tokens this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I hope he was because he's, he's been pretty cold towards them and he deserves it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, great AMA. The, the biggest takeaway besides Alter I got out of this was uh, everyone just be patient. What I have seen out of this AMA and everything in the last you know three, four months here with Chris being here, Guild of Guardians is probably if not the most, uh, I wouldn't say the most important thing. I would say top top three most important things in IMX's mind right now. I think IMX is all in on Guild of Guardians. I think they need Guild of Guardians to succeed. And they are pushing so hard for this right now. So I, I think we just need to be patient. I think it's coming. Um, this is a big deal for IMX, and since that's a big deal for them, I think it's nothing but positives for the future. We just got to hang in there. Yeah, uh, I think it's big for IMX because of how much they've dropped the ball on it up until it, you know, to date. You know, the same every day. There seems to be things that go wrong. You know, like delay, and we talked about delay in the staking. Then separately different to the AMA or the town halls, the staking today, like how they got that wrong. And just, they've just, they've got to get it right for the reason, to my opinion, to be like, for their IP of games, because this isn't the last game they want to build. They want to, you know, I'm sure they want to be the blizzard of the future, you know what yep. I mean? And, um, you know, if they don't get this right and make it successful, then they'll lose it. the audience that they've built up, which is pretty big in the GOG community, you know, there's thousands people mm -hmm. that are bait, waiting for this game just pretty big for web 3 for a game that's not out you know and and that's their core that supports them whereas across gods and chains as on twitter you know the ones that are, are spreading the, the you know light in the fire and for that reason i think it's got to be big financially i don't think it's gonna be a problem if they don't if it doesn't succeed you know they've got so many games building on them that all they need is one to be a massive hit and they'll be fine because it'll t send the token to the moon you know, if they make a World of Warcraft or a CSGO and release it and it's not their game, for example, Ember Sword, 
I think that game's got a huge chance of being a multi-million person player game. Um, you know, it, just the fact that they've got a pl game with three, four million gamers on it, it's on a passport, it's network effects, that will create token price, which they can sell, you know, so financial, from a financial reason, I don't think they need GOG to be, to be like directly be successful, but from a credibility and to make sure the ship to show that they can ride the ship and create momentum, 100% they need to be successful with it. Yeah, sorry I, about I, rent. No, no, it's fine. I, I, I think it's, I think it's more. I think it's more because they they succeeded in making a successful trading card game. And from my understanding of what you've told me, trading card games, there's so many of them because it just it just fits the model. It's the easy layup. With GOG. Yep. It's a different genre of game. So this is their second attempt at a game genre different than trading card game. Or their first attempt, sorry. And if they can be successful here, they don't want to be just a platform for games to come to and have an easy marketplace and tools in place. They also want to be a publisher. And so if they mm. can prove that, yeah, we've done it with this, now we've done it with this, that's two feathers in their hat. So now they've got even more credibility. And so the next, whatever venture they go next, whether it's a, an FPS or a, an MMO, it, they've got a backing of history of being a credible publisher. And it, it's, it's that important to them because it'll distinguish them from the rest of the networks out there. And that's, this isn't to knock the other networks. I, I hope they succeed well, but like they're putting feathers in place in their cap that other networks don't have so they can they can be different they can be unique which will hopefully in turn draw more volume to their platform that's what i think this is about yeah i think they're in the right hands um if they can chris can just realize it's no this isn't the end of the world of it that he's got the skills and he's got the support of most people um you know will be i think i think it's going to be pretty successful um it was it was a, the best uh, town hall they've had yeah agreed. Uh, it was it was good information spoken at the right pacing and um yeah i think we got it all that well, was a lot i know <laughs> anything else uh on gog um uh, no we just guess we're gonna be waiting for another eight to nine months so let's let's keep get yeah. back to waiting get back to staking <laughs> Yeah, I and guess and hope and hoping that we that we, we qualified. <laughs> I I won't be surprised with another delay. And to be honest with you, I won't even be upset. I won't be upset. I I, I feel it's weird after everything. I somehow, some way, after everything, feel better now than I did before. And I I can't even explain it. It's like it doesn't even make sense to me, but I do. I feel better. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And. I think that's uh, all we got for today, isn't it? Really, um, that was a lot. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to be um, a bit busy on Monday, your Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. My my wife is uh, giving birth to our son, to our firstborn. Looking forward to it for you. Congratulations! I hope everything goes all well and uh, keep me in the loop. I can't I can't wait to see what you bring into this world. <laughs> yeah me too and um yeah it might mean we're out for a week so uh before we record again but yeah that we'll see i am i've got a couple of days off work so um 
who knows, maybe I'll have the time to prepare for a, for a show on the weekend <laughs> still. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for a great show, mate. I enjoyed that one. And thanks everyone for listening. And that's the wrap for today. We'll see you next time. Bye.